What's up everyone? I'm Teresa and you're listening to Teresa Tells All. This is a space where I come to talk about my life, my interests, or even just what I'm obsessed with lately. I give advice on how you can be your best self in whatever season of life you're at, whether it be at college or elsewhere. Tuesdays are always something different here at Teresa Tells All, so come along for the ride. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to Teresa Tells All. I have an exciting episode today. I'm turning 20 on October 20. <laughs> I'm turning 20 on October 17th and I decided that this episode should be like everything I learned in my 19th year of life cuz I'm officially not going to be a teenager anymore. I'm going to be in my 20s era. I'm pretty excited for this new decade cuz I feel like all like your teen years are so formative and you're really just like finding out who you are and like your place in the world I guess and honestly like my 20s will probably be even more like that but at least I like kind of have an idea of who I am at this point in my life it's not like I'm literally 13 and a middle schooler or even a high schooler sheesh those were dark days but I have a couple life updates to start out with last weekend my dad came to visit me at college and that was super fun we got to Honestly, just, like, I haven't been out to dinner or, like, eaten out, I feel like, in so long, except for, like, Uber Eats. So that was super fun to just, like, go out to dinner. We got, like, Italian food. We got steak. We also went to the zoo, the National Zoo in Washington, D.C. I'd never been before. But it was really cool to see, like, lions and tigers in real life. I kind of forget that those animals exist. Because just day to day, you just see, like, birds, dogs, cats... And it's just so weird to think about there's a part in the world where elephants are just walking around in, like, herds or tigers or lions or panda bears. Also, the pandas were so cute. Like, the little baby pandas, they had, they didn't have any, like, actual baby pandas, but they had pictures of them. And it was so cute. Like, I just want a baby panda now. That was really fun. What else have I been doing? Um, Oh, I just took my last midterm today at 9.40 a.m. It was my theology midterm. And honestly, I felt really prepared for it, and I think I did well. I I think I did good on all my midterms, low-key. Like, got to give myself a pat on the back because I was just, like, so nervous this time around for all my midterms because I feel like my classes are low-key hard. I know I said at the beginning of not the beginning of this podcast, but a few episodes ago, I was like, yeah, I feel like my classes this semester aren't that hard. Well, I, I, I dialed that back really quickly. They are hard. They just take, like, a lot of studying, I feel like. I have accounting, stats, theology, Spanish, and I literally always forget my fifth class. What is it? Oh, yeah. My... <laughs> I literally forgot my favorite class, my video production class, that's my easiest class, and therefore my favorite. I never have any homework for that class, just like projects, and so I like that class way more, but all my classes except for that one, they require a lot of studying, a lot of memorization, and so I'm just glad all these midterms are over, and just in time for my birthday. I also wanted to give another life update, which was... And I, I plan out, like, every aspect of my day. You know, like, I have Notion, and it's this planning app where you 
you can do a lot of stuff with it, but I have one page where it's my um, agenda, basically. So I have just like Monday through Sunday, all the stuff I'm doing each day, and I'll have the, that day's date. And usually it'll just be like, do my theology midterm, do paper due for this class on the day-to-day schedule. And then at the top, I have like everything that's due that week. And then I realized, I was like, why am I just writing, like, the stressful things on my calendar? Like, there's, if I look at my week from this perspective, there's literally nothing to be excited about. And so I started writing, like, little things to be excited about during the week. And I really like that because now when I look at my week, it's not just, like, I have to study for my test or do my homework for this class. It's, like, go get dinner with this person or go thrifting if it's like Saturday because I want to go thrifting this weekend for my Halloween costume or like my birthday dinner like I put that in my calendar obviously like if you're not doing like big things to look forward to every week you could even just put like small things like journal before class or something or read book before bed when you're just like reminding yourself to do fun things every day I feel like your week seems a lot less daunting. So there's a little tidbit for you guys if you want to start doing that. Anyway, as I said, this week I'm doing kind of like a year in review, everything I learned last year, age 19 specifically. Um, Also, like, this is stuff I've learned, like, throughout my teens. I was thinking of what I wanted to make this um, episode be about, and I was like, should I do it, like, everything I learned through my teens, everything I learned throughout high school, middle school combined, or should I just make it, like, one year? So this is, like, specifically my everything I learned last year because I feel like that's been my biggest year of formation yet because if you think about it, the year you go to college, you just mature so much. I'm not saying I'm, like, super mature or anything, but Think about, like, all the stuff you do that year. You go to college, you make a lot of new friends. For me, that was the year I started dating my boyfriend. Technically, I was 18, but, like, throughout the year of 19, that was, like, my first year of dating him. And that was, like, my first boyfriend. Sometimes, like, you lose friends, you drift apart. Like, once you go to college, you start college classes, you have, like, a completely different schedule. You're living on your own for the first time. You're living, like, right next to all your friends, too, which I feel like it's just a weird concept like if you think about it in college you literally live like a five minute walk from everyone you know well I I go to a super small school so for me it's like a 10 minute walk to like virtually anybody's dorm it's a 10 minute walk to like everybody's eating in the same place most of the time it's kind of just like everybody's in this little bubble and you never really get that in high school or in real life everybody when you like get out of college everyone's living in different apartment buildings, probably in different cities or, like, different states. So I just think that's, like, a really weird, like, dorm living. It's just a really weird concept. It's kind of like a summer camp. But, yeah, I feel like this year I've also started realizing what I want to do with my future, like, what I'm really passionate about. And also, like, going to a Catholic college has really just made me more spiritual, I guess is the word, like, more religious, like, and I feel like I've just had, like, a spiritual awakening in that sense, so very big year for me, very, 
a lot to reflect on. So that's what we're going to be doing today, just in time for me to turn 20. The first thing I learned this year is that being involved in wherever you are in life is so important. Like, you have to be intentional about what you want to do or the things you're interested in. But if you become involved in things in your school, you start realizing just, like, the things you're passionate about. Like, this also goes for hobbies, too. You need to have your own hobbies and you need to try and do things that nurture those hobbies, like clubs and stuff. I don't know. Um, Let me give you an example. This year, I started my podcast, which is also something I forgot to mention. Sorry, guys, for forgetting about you. This all That also happened this year. But I was just like, okay, I need a hobby. I need something to really just throw myself into. I was in a place in life where I was just like, didn't feel like I was doing anything that mattered. So I decided to start a podcast because I was like, okay, well, I've always wanted to do this. Maybe I can make this into something I'm really proud of. And maybe it will open doors for me in a sense. So I start this podcast, start teaching myself about how to record audio, how to edit audio, microphones, all that jazz, how to produce it, how to promote it and all that stuff. And then I'm like, okay, well, I want to become involved in school. And so I joined the podcasting club at my school. And so far, it's been a great experience. It's only deepened my knowledge of how to do stuff I'm passionate about. And so it's it's really just taught me that you have to, like, challenge yourself in in order to grow. And I think that by starting this podcast and maybe doing something I was scared of, like joining a club or becoming more involved in my school. Challenging yourself, it's the only way to like develop yourself as a person. And so I'm glad that I started this podcast just for myself, you know? And even if it comes to nothing, it's like you at least, I at least had the courage to try. So yeah. Next, I learned this year that there are certain times in life where you'll only have yourself. So you need to be your own best friend. And I think everybody can relate to this in a certain sense um, throughout. It's not always like the same point in life that people relate to this, but I think everyone will be able to relate to this at a certain point of time. Like maybe you're in high school and you go to a small school and your friends just drop you and then you have trouble making new friends after that. And so you realize that you need to be able to depend on yourself to be your own friend. Or maybe you're going to college and you don't know anyone in your college. So maybe for a few days, like, or maybe weeks or months, it's different for everyone. You have trouble making friends and it's the same thing. Like, who are you surrounded, who are you surrounded by day to day? It's just yourself. Or maybe you have plenty of friends and you have people to hang out with, but there's always going to be moments where you're alone and you need to make yourself into someone that you're fine with being alone. Because if you think about it, you can't be surrounded by people 24-7. Like, you go, you get out of class, you have to get lunch. None of your friends are free. What are you going to do, just not eat lunch? No, you have to go by yourself. So I feel like this is just a skill that everyone should have. And I've, I kind of was, like, already good at this in high school. But this last year, I'm, I'm a pro at being by myself. I even, some not, like, honestly, most of the time I prefer it. Like... If I get to just vibe on my own, I'm happy. 
you don't have to like try and impress anyone because it's just yourself you don't have to you can just do whatever you want to do like if you feel like sitting in bed and journaling but like none of your friends necessarily want to do that like you can still do it by yourself and in order to be able to do this you need to like yourself plain and simple like if you're someone who treats people badly thinks badly of yourself has a lot of negative self-talk and really just like beats yourself down that isn't someone think about like if one of your friends was like that like you want to be friends with them point blank so if you're like that to yourself then you're not going to want to be friends with yourself so that was also something I had to come to terms with it's like okay well some of the stuff I do like if I saw that in another person I would not like that like I would avoid that person so I've tried to like develop myself into the type of person I would want to be friends with and that in turn I feel like attracts more people into your life but even just like not to attract other people into your life it's just good to be like that for like the sake of yourself because as I said before there's going to be times in your life when you're alone and who would you rather hang out with a good person or a bad person and the good person hopefully is who you make yourself into kind of along the same vein is I feel like the best way to attract friends and like relationships into your life is to be the kind of person that someone would want to be friends with and that's honestly just being a kind person you when I'm thinking of becoming closer to someone or being friends with someone like subconsciously I don't I don't think to myself I want to be friends with nice people but I feel like subconsciously that's what I always like gravitate towards like you don't want to be friends with people who put others down or like talk badly about other people behind their backs and so once I kind of realized that I was like okay I did call myself out like I do not do that 100% of the time maybe not even like 60% of the time so I've been trying to work on being a nicer person and that will only ever get you further in life so that is something I've been trying to do this year too. Along the same vein of being your own best friend like people always talk about this concept but I feel like no one ever says how to do that and I feel like You need to know yourself in order to be your own best friend. And the best way to do that is I've found by journaling. And I just wanted to read this thing I found on Pinterest. I feel like it applies to this really well. It says, if you feel like you don't know yourself, I recommend keeping one notebook that you put everything. Thoughts, quotes you like, cool artwork, postcards, to-do lists, diary entries, reviews of books, TV shows, lists of things to do, places to travel or stuff to buy playlists, mood boards, trackers, pictures, sticky notes, tickets of any kind, shadow work, don't know what that means, letters, dried flowers or leaves, brain drums, gratitude and plans, everything. While in the process of filling this journal, you will get a sense of yourself, of things you like, and little bits you didn't know about yourself before, since you reread old entries or look at old photos. And then this other one says... I can tell everyone this and I mean it. Buy a journal, carry it with you wherever you go, and I mean everywhere. Write about your favorite moments, your least favorite moments, ideas, grocery lists, 
people you've met, strangers you've walked past on the street, favorite quotes, words to remember, what the sky looked like at 7 p.m., new songs you've discovered and what they mean to you, your childhood, places you want to go or places you've been, write about your passions, how you feel in this exact moment, draw out the mountains, scribble all over the pages, and when that one gets full, buy a new one. Reread it in two years, 20 years, when you need a good laugh, when you're crying on your bathroom floor, read it to your children. You need to remember those moments in your life. They are so important. And I will post those on my podcast Instagram at Teresa Tells All, in case y'all don't follow, and give credit to the people who um, wrote those. I think they're like Tumblr posts or something. But that is facts. Like, I, prior to this year, I would really only journal like day-to-day events and that got just like so boring for me just like your hand gets tired when you have to write about your events of the day I do not how to know how to explain it other than that it was just yeah it was a little much so I decided I'm literally just gonna write whatever the f I want in this notebook and now I just look up prompts to do and that's like way more fun for me but your journal can be literally anything you want like if you find a random bookmark on a table somewhere you can put that in your journal and that's that says something about you everything you choose to do with your journal that says something about you and I think that's just a good way to get to know yourself and to really like be your own friend it's like you need to know yourself in order to be your own friend just like you need to know someone else in order to be their friends Another thing I learned, this was, like, not really last year, but I put it in anyways because I feel like it's a good tidbit. This was, like, kind of in high school I realized this. In the grand scheme of things, school is not that deep. Like, I made it so... I literally would have, like, a mental breakdown every semester in high school. It was not good. Like, I remember chemistry sophomore year. I probably had, like, a mental breakdown, like, every two months or something over school and then math was never my strong suit (laughs) honestly like just having to like study for hours on end was not my thing I think I kind of just like pushed myself too far and honestly like something I learned in college is school is there for you to learn like if you're taking classes it should be something that you're interested in, so then you'll want to do the work. And this isn't always possible, like, if you have a major that maybe is, like, a little boring, but, like, you're doing it so that you can get a job after graduation, that's motivation to study. But at the same time, if you have to study for, like, hours on end, you're probably not studying right. Do you know what I mean? There's other things you can do, or you can split it up so that your future self thanks you when you're not doing your entire essay like hours before the deadline. Basically my main point here is that it's not going to be like make or break your entire life if you get like a C or a D or an F on an exam. Think about it in 20 years. Are you really going to remember like failing your exam? No, you're going to you're going to end up wherever you're at in life regardless of how much you stress yourself out in college or high school and this this isn't like saying like you shouldn't study or like studying is a waste of time or something like obviously you need to do what you need to do to get a certain grade or maintain a certain GPA so you can keep a scholarship but I'm basically trying to say is that 
there's no reason you should be having mental breakdowns over school. Like, you're there to learn, choose classes you, you're you actually interested in or you know where that's going to be taking you in life so that you have that motivation to study. Try your hardest, but just know that that's all you can do. And that's going to look different for everyone. I also, this year, have worked a lot on how I talk to myself and what I say to myself in my head. Because I used to literally yell at myself when I would have, like, whenever I would do something stupid. Like, if I have, like, a social interaction that maybe was not my best work, and I would literally, like, yell at myself in my head. I'd be like, why are you so awkward? And like just make myself feel terrible about it. And I made a conscious effort to stop doing that this year. And what I did was whenever I would do something like that or, you know, I would get a bad grade and then I'd be like, you're so effing stupid in my head to myself. I would just like realize in my head that I did that. I would would just like call attention to it. And then once I did that, I'd be like, okay, why did I just say that to myself? And then I just move on. It isn't like you have to like reprimand yourself in your head and be like, I really shouldn't be talking to myself that way. If you just like call attention to it and then just move on, then you're just like making yourself more aware of what you're doing and then it's easier to stop doing it. So that's what I've been doing. It's actually worked. Like I rarely ever like yell at myself in my head anymore unless it's like something really bad. Another major life development this year was, like, like becoming less close to people that I knew in high school or maybe having, like, falling outs and stuff. And I that was, like, something I struggled with a lot this year because it's always easy to just blame the other person, A, or blame yourself. And the thing you have to realize is it's always going to be, like, both parties' fault. Like, you can't blame everything on the other person. Obviously, like, there's some stuff you could have done better, but if it's both people's fault, then there's no point in, like, really thinking about it anymore. If it's, basically, if it's everyone's fault, it's no one's fault. And I, the mindset I have now is that, like, friends are put into your life to teach you something, and, like, everyone's put into your life for a reason, There was actually, like, a blog post I read about this, so I'm going to read some of that. And honestly, I'd recommend anyone who's going through a friendship breakup to read this blog post. It's by Indie Blue. I'm sure you know her. She's, like, a micro-influencer, like, on Instagram. I've followed her for a long time. I think she's really cool. She just got married, actually, and her whole wedding was looks like a vibe. But she has a blog that she sometimes posts on. And this one course, Friends who Bre- friends That Break Your Heart, let me just read an excerpt from it. The people in our lives, I've come to learn, have a very specific, predetermined roles to play. They're not all going to become my nursing home bingo buddy. That's not why we're here. These people are placed carefully into our timelines with the intention of helping us become our highest selves. Each person is supposed to bring us a different lesson. So when I started to see the situation through those eyes, I couldn't be mad anymore. I no longer looked at this person as someone who hurt me. I looked at this person as one of my teachers. I felt humbled by this realization, for lack of better words. Oh yeah, I thought. I asked for this. From then on, instead of dwelling on our falling out and asking myself where I went wrong, I started asking myself, what is she trying to teach me? And what's amazing is that it's this. It's everything I just wrote. I just gave you the lesson she gave me. 
So that really just helps me think of like any friendship breakup or like drama I've gone through as not seeing it as like such a negative thing or like that person was in my life once, but now they're not. It's I'm not saying it's like positive when like someone drops you or like you someone backstabs you, <laughs> but you're really like a different person than from when you started that in that relationship. And I think that can be a really cool thing. So now I'm less bitter towards the people who have wronged me, I guess. Another thing this year that was really like impactful for me was my I've my like spiritual awakening. And I've never really talked about this on the podcast, but I'm Catholic. I was raised Catholic and everyone in my family is Catholic. But I guess I like since I was like born into it, I never really like had an appreciation or like more of a knowledge of it. This year, um, I really just started depending on God as like someone I can go to when I'm like hurt, stressed, like going through something. And I think it's just a powerful thing to have like something that you can just like put all your worries by and um, just like have the faith that like he'll help you through it. And so that's been a really like positive thing for me this year is not just like going to church for like the sake of going to church, but like actually connecting with it in a sense. And obviously like not everyone is going to relate or like agree with this, but that's really been a big part of my personal development this year. And this isn't really like something I've just been doing this year, but Ever since I was, like, 16, I think, I've been writing letters to my future self on this website. Let me find the website really quick. Futureme.org. So, basically, you write a letter, and then you set it to whenever you want that website to email it to you in the future. And so, when I was 16, I did um, a letter to my 18-year-old self, and then I didn't do it that next year. So, when I got it on my 18th birthday, I was, like, shook. I was, like wow, like, I do not remember writing this, and I was just reading the letter, and it was just basically telling me, like, everything I was interested in when I was 16, who I was friends with, the current events of my year, and I kept on doing this. I think I had one, did I get one last year? I don't think I did, but I think maybe I did one on my 18th birthday for either my 20th birthday or my 21st birthday, so maybe I'll be getting one soon. Who knows? But the thing about these is whenever I read the letters, I'm like, dang, I low-key, like, have some sage life advice in these. (laughs) Like, in the one from when I wrote when I was 16, I wrote at the end of the letter, and I was like, don't compare yourself to people because you're perfect, with a bunch of hard eyes emojis, just the way you are, and you're never going to be someone else, so stop trying. Also, don't overthink shiitake. I used to say that a lot and stress yourself out about things that don't matter. Okay, I'm done now. So take that advice and make the world your oyster. Namaste for now, my friend. Do great things. Yours, your younger self. Okay, just ignore, like, the cringiness of that. But, like, I kind of, I remember reading that on my 18th birthday, and I was like, wow, like, I kind of needed to hear that, like, don't worry about things that don't matter, or, like, don't stress out about things that don't matter, because that was right when I was making all my college applications. So, obviously, I was, like, doing just that and so if you don't do this I recommend doing it 
I'm gonna write one this year on my 20th birthday and probably deliver it to like either my 21st birthday or like 25th or something. Maybe I should start doing it every year. I feel like that that could be cool. But yeah, and I just wanted to end with this website I found. It's called heyfromthefuture.com and you just put in your age and then it gives you a lot of people's advice for like that age that they wish they could have told their past self and so I put in age 19 and it's all just like hey 19 year old and then other people have written this to like their 19 year old self so I thought it could just be interesting for any 19 year olds or 20 year olds out there to hear these things the first one says hey 19 year old don't forget to don't be afraid to ask yourself who you are Try to see yourself from a view that is not influenced by your environment. Family, friends, community, school, work, be you, do you. And that's kind of like what I was saying before with like, you need to know yourself in order to be friends with yourself. And so, yeah, try to try to do that. Next one, focus on being a likable person with good social skills and a high number of quality relationships, at least twice as much as you focus on grades and skills. Jobs come from relationships, not achievement, and life is all about people anyway. Well, I, this was interesting for me to hear because I didn't know that jobs come from relationships, not achievement. I feel like that's kind of paradoxical. I don't know if that's actually true, but apparently that person found that to be true. Next one, don't fret if you don't have your career path figured out. Try new things and it'll eventually come to you. And I needed to hear this when I was 19. I forgot to mention this earlier, but I came to college and I had, like, no idea what I wanted my major to be or, like, what I wanted to do in life. And it took me, like, until, like, the next semester to even know I wanted to be a psychology major. I don't know if I've ever mentioned that I'm a psychology major. And then I have minors in marketing and um, video production and digital storytelling. But... Yeah, it took me a long time to figure that out, and it seemed to me like everybody around me had that figured out, and so that made me feel really inferior. But once you start, um, like, doing things you're passionate about, it will come to you, like, what you want to do in life. Start flossing more. I actually floss every night. Thank you very much. Wear sunscreen every day. I also do that most of the time but I don't wear it on my body only my face so like the rest of my body is like always dark and then my face is light they say majoring in something interesting is just as important as majoring in something that can get you a fantastic job balance passion with pragmatism this is really true I feel like I know it's great to like have a major that like will get you an automatic like career after graduation but I think it's also important to like not hate all the classes you're in like if you're an engineering major and you hate all of your classes then you probably shouldn't be an engineer you know what I mean next one don't rush into marriage travel meet new people try new experiences so apparently this person oh wait this was dear 20 year old so apparently this person got married when they were 20 which I feel like is just mind-boggling to me like I cannot imagine getting married right now like maybe in like five years But even then, like, I would probably need this reminder to, like, take a step back. You'll always be able to get married. You won't always be able to, like, travel solo to to new places or, like, try, like, every new experience that you would have if you were married. Hey, 20-year-old, extracurricular activities will impact more than your university path. I don't really know how that 
me what that means, but interesting info. Every ending is the beginning of something better. Okay, that's, that's a nice reminder. Don't be afraid to ask. Ask anybody anything, and a no is always just no for this particular moment. Don't be afraid to change circumstances and ask again. This is, I took this to mean, like, don't be afraid to ask, like, the quote that's like, ask and you shall receive, I feel like that's really true, and that's also a reminder, like, sometimes you're afraid to ask, but, like, your life, like, something will just become so much easier if you just, like, grit your teeth and ask someone a question, especially in, like, classes. Hey, 20-year-old, time is going to start going by at a quicker and quicker rate. Make sure to slow down every once in a while and take it all in. Don't take a single person or thing for granted. Life is short. It's crazy, like, how quick college is going by so far. Especially this year. I feel like the semester is going by really fast. So if I think about, like, how fast one year and, like, one month that I've been in college has gone by, probably my 20s will go by even quicker because... Because compared to, like, this last year, so much more will be happening, and, yeah, you do have to take it all in. Hey, 20-year-old, love your parents and especially your mother. You still don't understand how much they love you. And no, there's no bad parents. If you think they are bad, then you are worse than them. (laughs) Okay, well, I feel like there are bad parents. (laughs) I definitely do not have them. But, but, this is really true. Like, people, when people are, like, mean to their parents, that makes me so sad. Like, I feel like when you're younger, it's, like, hard to relate to your parents, but then you get older and you start realizing that, like, everything they ever said was right. And then you just, like, picture yourself as a parent and you're like, what if, like, my child treated me like that? That's so freaking sad. Hey, 20-year-old, learn to be kind to yourself and patient with yourself every day. There's so much pressure at your age and almost none of it is warranted. Okay, this is facts. Like, why... Are we expected to know what we want to do in life at the age of 18? You, you need to decide a major that will basically determine your entire college career at some places. And then, honestly, picking a school is, like, a lot of pressure, too. And then, like, you go through college, you're, like, 22, and you need to choose your career path and live on your own. That is a lot of pressure, so be gentle with yourself. You don't have to fall for someone because they are the first person to show interest in you. Don't settle because you're afraid that nothing better will ever come along. This is really true, but there's also another one that said, if you're lucky enough to find someone at this young of an age, don't, like, mess it up or something. And so it's interesting to see, like, how two different people's perspectives are so different. Like, but I honestly tend to agree with the first one more because... I feel like it's, like, really important not to settle in relationships and not just, like, marry someone without thinking about it too much. (laughs) All right, I just kept this one in because it was funny. Hey, 20-year-old, your current uni course isn't working for you. Instead of hitting your head against the wall, just go to your advisor and ask how to change it. You will save yourself so much grief. Also, pay attention in stats. You'll need it later in life. And unfortunately, I'm in stats right now, and I cannot imagine needing it later in life but I probably will to be honest if I go into marketing next one hey 20 year old doing your best does not mean working until you burn out you likely procrastinate in part because you associate work with overwork stop and rest when you start to fatigue play a game read a book and if you know when to stop it's easier to start that is a great reminder especially for college students because I feel like 
you never know like how much is too much until it's the point of no return and you're just completely burnt out and if you you can avoid that by just like resting when you need to as this person says great reminder so yeah if you want to see more of those just go to heyfromthefuture.com and put in whatever age you want okay that was it for all of my advice for my 19 year old self and what I learned this year I feel like as I said before it was a super like formative year and I would not want to go through it again (laughs) so (laughs) I'm excited for my 20s excited to be in my 20s era and yeah honestly like it's good that this year happened because now I never have to go through it again I did learn a lot though and I'm grateful for all the experiences that life throws at you because you can always learn from an experience, you know, whether it's good or bad. As teachers always like to say, you learn from mistakes, not, what is it? What's the opposite of a mistake? You learn from mistakes, not blank. Successes? Getting the question right? But yeah, they do always say that, so low-key facts. But yeah, bye guys. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. To follow along with the journey or share your thoughts, be sure to follow my Instagram at Teresa Tells All. Also subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening on and leave a rating and review. Thanks again for listening and I'll see you next Tuesday.